0: It has been a long time coming, pun intended. And here it is, the homework. You know you need to train your dog professionally to create a bond, but that does not ensure your dog will come to you every time. Well then, what can you do?
1: We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log onto Facebook and search for our business page family dog fusion there you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog loving family and friends from all over the world see events our travels or just information that you may need about the podcast our book or the new products we'll be releasing that's family dog fusion on facebook see you there
0: this Is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's personalities so that you know how to get your dog to come every time. I am Benny Copeland, trainer of people, behaviorist to the dogs, and just like you, the listener, a dog lover. I know you do not want to hear all of this beginning stuff. I know you want to get to the nitty gritty, and we will. I'm going to go over some great exercises talk about communication, and even give you some day-to-day things that you can do and create consistency and success when it comes to getting your dog to draw nigh, advance toward, and progress in your direction every time things you can do in your home, things you need to practice with your dog and with yourself, and things that will motivate your dog and eventually create that willingness to obey in every given moment and every situation. Yes, it is possible, but remember, every dog and every person is different. If you think this is not working for you, it is because you are not willing to do the work. It does take work. It takes practice and it takes patience. Be willing to put in that WPP work, patience, and practice, and you will have a wonderful dog and feel great about the process. With that, follow me and let's get started.
1: Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. First of all,
0: Stop comparing your dog to other dogs. Your current dog is different than that dog that you had in the past and very different than your neighbor's dog. You are different than your neighbor's. They may be willing to do the work and you're not or vice versa. Different personalities mean that you have to find out what makes your dog tick. And as long as you keep comparing your dog to other dogs, you will fall into a trap and wonder why what you are doing does not work. Those other dogs were motivated by different things. Plus, those past dogs of yours, they were a lot more perfect in your mind now than they really were in real life. I hear owners tell me all the time how wonderful their past dog was. And then I'll mention some certain bad behavior, and then they go, oh, my gosh, my past dog did that same thing. Let it go. If I have not gone over this yet, here is my rule for calling your dog to you. For every time you call your dog to you for something, you have to call your dog to you for nothing, twice as many times. You really want to test your personal awareness when it comes to communicating with your dog? Count how many times you ask your dog to do something in a day. Now, I went over many of those in the last show. You're expecting your dog to come to you or do something many, many times in a day. If you can get your dog to come to you without any expectations or any reward other than your love, your pets, and your affection, then you are well on your way to getting your dog to want to come to you every time. So here is practice number one. Standing only 10 to 15 feet away from your dog, call her to come to you. Now you can only call her for no more than 10 seconds. And if she does not come to you, You have to be okay with it and walk away. Now, for that 10 seconds, you do everything you can to get her to come to you without going to her. How many times are you okay that your dog did not come to you? Never. This is frustrating for that dog that will not come when it's called, and it's a really great practice for you. If you can get up and walk away, you are now teaching yourself to control your temper. Let me do that again. If you can get up and walk away, you are now teaching yourself to control your temper and to control your body language. My guess is that by the end of that 10 seconds, your voice is getting very annoyed anyway. Now, if your dog does happen to come to you within the 10 seconds, love and love and love on her, and then get up, And walk away. Yes, again, you have to walk away. To do anything else in that moment would be having an expectation. You need to show her that coming to you is just the best thing in the world. And that you don't always need her to come to you. Sometimes it's just a great thing. And it should be that great thing twice as many times as that when you actually do need her to come to you. You can do this in your home. You can do it in your yard. And you should only do this in a very controlled environment. Which brings me to practice number two. Large enclosed areas. Just you and your dog. You should go to some large enclosed spaces, such as a tennis court or a baseball field or some other enclosed sporting venue. I've even taken my dog Beans to an island in the middle of the lake. Now in this area, first, make sure there are no escape routes, and then just let your dog go. Let her run, let her play, chase her if you want to, do whatever with zero expectations of coming to you, or even staying with you. If you want to play ball or frisbee or just walk around the area yourself, do it. If she brings things back to you, great. If she wants to play chase, great. If she comes to you and then run off, runs off again to investigate some other area, great. There are no rules and no expectations when she is off the leash and off and running. At some point, you will have to catch her or entice her to come to you to leave. Now, this is when you might need those treats, and they have to come out at that point, and that's okay. Now, if you're out there and you practice a couple times making her come to you for no reason, then you've actually done your two-to-one, and that's absolutely fine. This should be a time when it's only you and her. No other distractions such as other dogs or other people. Just you and your dog is great. You create a bond. You get your dog to come to you with no expectations. And you can work on training or behaviors, etc. But will this create a willingness in every environment? No. Life is a distraction, especially to dogs. Squirrels, butterflies, other dogs, and other people are very distracting to your dog. So this brings me to practice number three, dog parks. Take your dog to a dog park. Socialize your dog to other people and other dogs. In my life, I've had dogs that were more interested in other dogs than anything else. I have also had dogs that could care less about other dogs. They just wanted the closest person around to pay attention to them. A dog park will help you learn and notice all of this. Now, here is my theory on a dog park. Dog parks are not about your interaction with your dog. Dog parks are not about exercising or expelling energy. Although, dog parks can be used for both of these, and they're a very good outlet for your dog. The dog park is about your dog's social interaction with other dogs and with other people. When I take Beans to the dog park, I totally ignore her. You know, you've seen that person sitting on the bench with a book while their dog creates havoc all over the park. Well, that's my Beans. I want her to figure out how to deal with small dogs and big dogs, old dogs, and puppies. She has to learn to interact and learn to be good in all of these situations. Letting your dog run wild and get into chasing or being chased, sniff all the great smells, checking out the different people is all great social activities. Of course, I never really ignore beans. I just watch. I will tell you, watching dogs in the dog park was one of my most important things that I did early on so I could learn about dog-on-dog interaction, as well as dog and human interactions. Yes, I was that guy. I brought the book. But it was just a prop. And yes, I do let beans run amok. But it's a controlled amuck. I also give her opportunities to lose me. I want to see if she's really paying attention. It was actually this one day that I was all the way across this dog park. It was probably about six acre dog park. It's really big, because in Nashville, we have a lot of big parks around here. When I noticed that she wasn't paying attention and she had lost sight of me, she actually looked up and I actually saw a little bit of a panic in her face. I gave her my little call because I have a very special call for her and she knows it very well. When she saw me, she ran as fast as she could. Now, there are some smaller dog parks that are only really good for about 20 or 30 dogs. You still can use those, but it's a lot harder to get lost in those dog parks, but not in all the social interactions. So that's very good. Now, if she's way out I might call her a couple times just to see if she's listening or if she'll respond. Now, whether your dog responds is not as important as to what your dog does in those situations. If you're calling her and you know she can hear you, or you're at least within range, does she continue to run, not paying attention to where you are at all? Or does she check back every now and then? This leads me To practice number four, hide and seek. This is a simple game that you can play in any controlled environment. It's just start out easy and then get a little more complicated as your dog gets better and better at doing it. This practice has so many great applications and results. It is something that you can do with your dog that will build her desire to be with you and even search you out. Now, if you have completed practice number one with really good success, then you can start upping the ante a little bit. My idea of what a consistent behavior would be is that if a dog will do any one thing you ask her to do five times in a row, or if she does it over 10 times, may not necessarily be in a row, but she consistently does it over 10 times, this will be that consistency. And you want her to consistently come to you when you're calling her, just when she's in within your sight. Now, that's practice number one. Then you can start playing a little hide-and-seek. Start off by just being around a corner. It could be around the corner right inside a room or just inside a doorway or even around the side of a building or on the other side of a tree. It just needs to be that when she turns the corner and she sees you, she comes running. Then start adding some complications. Be around two corners. Be in a closet with the door wide open. Be on the other side of some furniture or bushes squatting down so that she physically has to come around looking for you. Keep calling until she finds you, and then go crazy with praise. And of course, then walk away. This is an extension of practice number one. So that means she is finding you for no reason other than getting some loving and positive attention from you. If your hiding is too complicated and she can't find you, or she loses interest and doesn't seem to want to find you, then go back a step in which she did the practice well and keep practicing that one some more. I remember one time hiding under the covers and calling beans. She really enjoyed finding me. She found where I was really quickly. It was getting under the covers that she really had fun doing. You'll have to be okay, too, if she doesn't find you. You have to be able to let it go and just move on. Everything I have talked about up to this point is a practice you do off the leash. Now, these are great practices, and the end result is that you want your dog to come to you every time on or off the leash. There are some things you can actually do on the leash to practice as well. And that brings me to practice number five, take walks. Well, that seems simple enough, right? Not necessarily. You have to be able to walk with your dog Absolutely no tension on the leash. And by the way, those retractable leashes you use, they always leave tension. You cannot count that. If there's any tension on the leash, you have to be very aware of it. And your practice is zero tension. You have to learn to use the leash as if it was not even there. Let your dog have some freedom. But see if your dog is learning to follow your lead change directions. Does she recognize that you change directions and follow you without you having to pull her? Slow your pace. Does she also slow her pace so that she's not pulling? Or does she check back to see where you are? Speed up your pace. Does she keep up? Stop being more interested in the smells and the visuals and keep pace with you? One command that I teach is Heel means for your dog to walk at your left side and sit when you stop. Now, if you're very proficient at this command, your dog, even when you're out just casually walking, would probably sit when you stopped. Now, that's a great practice to see if your dog is paying attention to you. Or are you having to pay attention to what she's doing all the time? Have you ever seen that person that was jogging with their dog? The dog is keeping perfect pace and just going along, not looking for squirrels, not worried about other dogs or people, just jogging along at its owner's side. This is the attention you would want from your dog on the leash and off the leash. But this is a practice for on the leash. And finally, practice number six, and this is all about you you have to pay attention, forward slash be aware. The ultimate goal here is that your dog comes when called every time. In each of these practices, your dog has choices that she can and will make. You have to pay attention to those choices and how she responds. Then you respond immediately and appropriately. If she comes on the first call, Lots of love and lots of affection. If she stays with you, loose on the leash, or keeps checking to see where you are, even in a dog park, tell her how much you love her. Let her know. If, she starts, if you do start to head out of the dog park and she wants to come with you, squat down. Greet her when she reaches you at the gate and then love and love and love on her before ever putting on the leash and taking her out. If she finds you or comes to you on that first or second call while hiding or just being across the room, rejoice, have fun, and give her great big pets. All of this is about making your dog want to be with you every time in every given situation. I know that Beans and Oz always want to be with me, but sometimes those distractions are just too big and If Beans gets out, she's going to run and run. Oz, it'd have to be a really big one, like the deer we saw the other day. Oz would chase it a little bit, but he'd get tired quick and come right back to me. I know because he's done this on many occasions. Beans, on the other hand, mm, she's still learning, and we love to work on it every day. So in summary... Today, you finally got the homework you so desired. You discovered five things that you can do to help make your dog come to you in every moment, every time, in every given situation. You also learned that the sixth and most important thing is to be timely and lively and praise often when you see your dog make the choices you want. Thank you.
1: If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Janer and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, healthy paws pet insurance for your free pet insurance quote go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance and go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today
0: be impeccable with your dog